Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. And welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show that takes unsolved true mysteries and cocktails and shakes them up in a cocktail shaker and then pours it directly into your ear brains. <laughs> I am Masood. With me as always is the fantastic Suze Kempner. Evening, Masood. <laughs> Not impressed by my intro. And like the amazing Not Chris Stowitz. The way that Suze did that was like, like it, it, it's as if me and her had had a fight and she wasn't going to acknowledge me at all. Oh, Good evening, I got Masood. I got, Hi, see, I got um, disappointed. Good evening to Masood and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> Masood, could you let anyone else who might be here know that? Um... It's a, oh God! Oh man! What are we? Uh, what are we drinking? I oh, yeah. have gone again because obviously the taste. We are recording this episode the day after last week's episode. Yeah. Yes. I'm still a little bit ill, uh, yeah. so I've gone for another spicy one. Uh, in the cupboard, found I've got loads of miniatures of stuff. Oh, oh that's really? great! Yeah, I quite like that. Which is good for sort of like making cocktails. And I found like uh, I got chili and lime gin. Oh, that's a fun nice. combo. I tried a little bit of it, a little, a little swig of that neat, and oh, it's very potent and nice. But I've mm. made a martini with it, so yeah, I still I put dry vermouth with the chili and lime gin. Yeah, and then put a bit of chili flakes on the top and mm. a couple of dashes instead of bitters, Tabasco, and it's really ah. nice, really nice. Okay. Yeah. I kind of want you to call like... it in the cupboard. That's why, because that's yeah, how you started. In the cupboard, yeah. <laughs> like in the ghetto. Um, Chris, so do you get any hints of the taste? Yeah. At the moment, I'm getting I'm getting the warmth, and I don't know whether that's from the Tabasco in there. I didn't put that enough in there though, so I think it's probably six or one half dozen of the other. So I think mm-hmm. the gin itself is quite spicy. Okay. Because it was when I took right. a little swig of it. Right. Not getting much lime. Again, my taste isn't working. So, yeah. yeah, I when my taste started coming back, I would get like that something was sweet, but I wouldn't be able to yeah. differentiate. So I my oh. mouth still has the same sensations, like the reaction. To, okay, so you've got a tiny bit. So like the reaction of that, to bitterness right. is still there. So when I get ah, when, I, when gotcha. I have a cup of tea, a strong cup yeah. of tea, I'm like, there's mm. the bitterness. Yeah, but I don't actually get any. You're not getting the the nuance. If the something is really spicy, then yeah, my tongue will yeah. tingle a bit. Yeah. But, I, at the moment, actually, I mean, I can. I'm, I've got quite a good threshold for spice anyway. Right. But I can take way more than usual at the moment. Mm. So yeah, um, yeah. I was um, in like, like inhaling brandy, like just like, give me, 
just something. Anything. Yeah, yeah. And I just and it was just nothing. Oh, it was yeah. so yeah. shit. So it's it's such a weird sort of. And there's a bit of you. Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but once I get over thirty-five, if my yeah. back hurts, there's yeah. a bit of me that thinks that's it now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I just got a back pain. Yeah, now, psychologically in my head, I've got this sort of like back pain is chronic <coughs> going forward. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. So I don't want that to happen. So if I have one now, I'm like, oh shit! Oh, this goes. Here away. it is. Um, yeah. And it's kind of the same. I didn't realize, but with losing my taste, I'm like, what if this is forever? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, every time I lose my taste, that happens, and then I go through a very steep depression of like, but I like the taste of things, and I like food, and what if I can never taste food again? And what then like, there's like a day that? where I am really sad. <laughs> I'm just like a whole day where I'm just like. It's, it's when you're eating something that previously you enjoyed and you're like yes. yeah. oh, I'm getting nothing from this yeah it's just like oh and then and then yeah. sometimes I'll like I'll torture myself by getting something that like I love that's really flavorful and I'll eat it and I'll be like well that's it forever then I'll just never be able to enjoy this so, <laughs> like, yeah. why am I torturing <laughs> myself this, is, with this, this hasn't really happened to me to this degree before Suze so when you got your yeah. taste back was it the best day ever it came back so gradually that when it went but when I first was able to like smell the brandy because I had brandy by the bed but yeah. I wasn't drinking it I was just right. inhaling it every day to see if my sense of smell would come back because I still felt like fucking shit yeah and then it was like 10 days I suddenly was like I can smell a tiny bit of the brandy I think it was wow. like we were into the new year and I went I can smell the brandy a tiny bit my sense of smell must be coming back so yeah. that was really exciting you ran to the streets like at the end of yeah. it's a wonderful life <laughs> yeah like... <laughs> hello off license and then just stood at the off license door waiting for it to open because yeah. <laughs> because like most of my money is earned through singing if my voice goes through a cold i do if it were like two days in i'm like well i guess this is it i, oh, I always yeah. just think my voice is gone now that's that that's that yeah again it's so stupid <laughs> i used to have it's like a big chunk of why i quit smoking was because it's like i was like yeah, I kind of want to be one of those people with with the microphone on the throat. <laughs> and like, I think it was like one day I I was out. I think I was at, at like some festival music thing, and I was smoking all day. And for some reason, stupidly, I was like, I was I was pounding back the beers and smoking, but not drinking any water. And the next day, I was like, Oh my was like, god! Oh no! You know what? No, 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 no! Don't worry. <laughs> You're like, I don't want him. I felt like I it just yeah. I, I felt like I'd been drinking beer through an ashtray, <laughs> just like. Nasty. Yeah, that was oh, nasty. That's nasty. What are, what are you drinking, Suze? Because <laughs> you, you've been, you've been rest from your home. So yes, mm. I'm away. I'm house sitting, and when you're a busy working mum, you don't always have time to cook. So she's right. I've that's why I always order in. <laughs> I, Is that a choco milk? No, <laughs> it's um, a posh cocktail in a tin. It's Tanqueray oh. gin and tonic with a bit of Seville orange. Seville. Seville. Yeah, it's just gin and tonic with bittersweet Seville orange. I believe it's pronounced Seville. (laughs) Yeah, so some of our listeners obviously will be like, well, I wonder if there are any tin cocktails that are worth it. I can tell you for tasting this one, very nice. Oh, yes. Those are among the ones I think if we're we're going out to a park and I'm like, yeah, I want to step up a notch. Yeah. I, I hit those ones. Take it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Even though we are a cocktail podcast and make our own cocktails and experiments and everything, we're not yeah. snobs about the tin stuff. Nah. No. Tin gin and tonic, you can't go far wrong. No. 
You could just get a little a crappy supermarket one. I was I don't know if I mentioned this on an episode. We went to a fancy restaurant and I was talking to the cocktail waiter there, the cocktail guy. And he was like, we were chatting about just drinks. And he was like, yeah, he was telling us about his favorite ones. And they are ones that other people would think are snobbish. He's like, oh, I fucking love pina coladas and pisco sours and like all of the sort of what most people would consider bottom rung cocktails. Mm. And he's like, no, but if they're, if they're made well, if you have a good pina colada, it is fucking amazing. But if you, yeah, like most people have some yeah. fucking dog shitty, you know, whatever, like some Weatherspoons version of it where it's like, yeah, ah, mm. synthetic. So it's going crap. to be crap. Yeah. yeah, like, and I, I think you're right. I don't, I don't care. If, like, as long as it tastes good, I'll drink it. Yeah, like the M and S mojito is delicious. That's, pretty good. that's a pretty good, good choice, Diana. It's a pretty good tin mojito, absolutely. And what do you drink, Hemisud? Ah, I have a Hemingway daiquiri. Um, have you made that before? I feel like I have. I feel, I feel like, like you I, have. I feel like I may have, and it's partly because I need to use up some rum and some Luxardo cherry. Um, but I don't, I can't remember if it was for this. It was for this, wasn't it? It must have been a lockdown one. I mean, it's delicious. White rum, uh, lime juice, grapefruit, uh, Luxardo cherry. Yum, yum, yum. Very mm. potent. Oh. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a heavy hitter. It's, it's good. It's ah, nice. okay. But that lovely kind of soury. Basically, it's all of my favorite things that I want from a cocktail in a drink. <laughs> yeah. Soury, a tiny bit. It's like drinking a Tang Pastics. <laughs> Uh, what do you have for us today, Chris? Specifically, the suicide of Lester C. Hunt. Oh! Ah. Lester C. Hunt? Lester what, C. Uh, Hunt. What's a... Uh... Hunt from the sea. Uh, he, was a, he was a Democratic politician from Wyoming. He was the first to be elected... To two consecutive terms as governor of Wyoming. Yes. And he was the governor from 1943 to 1949. And in 48, he was elected to be a senator. He was elected by an okay. overwhelming margin to be a senator. Oh. Sounds like a stand-up a popular guy. man! Yeah. He died in 1954. A year before Marty McFly arrived in... The 50s. <laughs> Don't you think it's weird that he nearly bangs his mum? Yeah. <laughs> Finally, someone's making that point. You're welcome. What's mad is when they shot that around, Disney um, rejected it because they're like, eh, it's not quite edgy enough. going <laughs> <laughs> to bang his mum? What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, Chris, continue. He's, uh, well, it's, we're in 1954. Yeah, and he, he, he shot himself. He said his... allegedly when you introduced this. He shot himself in his Senate office. Okay. Oh. Huh. Using a rifle. 22 caliber, mm. 22 caliber rifle that he brought from home to work, shot himself in his office. Now, why are we talking about the suicide of a, a senator? Mm. Mm. It's because it kind of plays into the greater picture of America at the time. Okay. Yes. So he had a, he had a son called Lester Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the juniors just make me laugh. He was also known as Buddy. Um, yeah. That's funny too. And on June the 9th, 1953, so that a year before... Sea Hunt shot himself. Stalin, you know. <laughs> mm. Buddy Lester Jr. was yeah. a student. He got arrested oh. in Washington D.C. for soliciting prostitution from a male undercover police officer. Ah. Uh, I think I hate that they do this. I yeah, hate that it's that is annoying. Right by it? the White House, right, literally oh, right, right by the White House. Wow. Yeah, I don't like that the police do that. That is really yeah. It's like ha ha in your face. I'm just I'm actually a cop. 
Yeah, it's like you're I under just... arrest for being gay. That's what they're saying. That's essentially what it is. Yeah, that's it. It's like no, I just wanted. Where's that? Come on, I just. Wanted... And they yeah. were like, oh, wow, you've really fucked me over here, but not in the way I wanted. Yeah. yeah Speaking of which, it's... I have paid you. So could you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just... is that a South Park with the cop? <laughs> oh, with the cop. Yeah, he gets married like, to the. <laughs> he fully sucks their dick and then goes, "Freeze! You're under arrest." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy Lester Jr. Mm. was uh, arrested for soliciting prostitution from a male undercover police officer. It was his first offence, right? Okay. So when that happened, police would normally handle it quietly as a matter for the offender's family to address. Right. But the arrest became known to Senate Republicans, who obviously were opposed to Lester Hunt. Mm -hmm. Sure. Shit. Apparently... Who would be rubbing their hands together like fucking yeah. gross creeps? There were two yeah. two Republican senators in particular, Henry uh, Stiles Bridges and Herman Orville Welker. <laughs> they threatened that if Hunt did not immediately retire from the Senate and agree not to seek re-election, they would see that his son was prosecuted and widely publicised his son's arrest. Whoa! What? Bloody hell! Fucking hell, man! That's me- that's fucking mental. At the time, <clears throat> the Senate was very closely divided. So yeah. had Hunt resigned, it would have allowed Wyoming's Republican governor to appoint a Republican to fill the remainder of Hunt's term and to then run as incumbent in the following election in 1954, which would have affected the balance of power in the Senate in favour of Republicans. Oh, yeah, because, like, yeah, that's it. It's like as soon as he's gone... So because uh... of that, Lester Hunt refused. Yeah. And right. in response, Republican senators, is, it, it, this is nice, isn't it? Nice to see that politicians play nicely. Fucking um, <laughs> uh, guns. Republican senators threatened Inspector Roy Blick. Yeah, I like him. Do you want to know what Roy Blick's <laughs> middle name was? Early. Roy Early Blick. Roy Early Blicks. Uh, so <laughs> I hear his wife calls him that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? No, no, I, no idea. I, 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 I heard, I, I heard I some guy say it in the canteen. I'm repeating it. I, 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 I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah. We're all trying understand. to get our head around this name. Um, <laughs> so Republican senators threatened Inspector Roy Earlyblick of the Morals Division of the Washington PD with the loss of his own job for failing to prosecute Buddy Hunt, Lester Jr. Oh, shit. So because of that, wow. Lester Jr., Buddy, was prosecuted. And Senator Hunt oh. had to attend the trial. Okay. On October the 7th, oh, 1953, Buddy, his son, paid a fine for soliciting a plainclothes policeman for lewd and immoral purposes. And then on the same day, mm-hmm. the Washington Post published the story. Buddy oh, Hunt's attorney God. was quoted in the New York Times as saying his client yeah. preferred to avoid any further publicity. Despite these like media... yeah, Despite them saying that, the arrest and the prosecution of Buddy Hunt wasn't really that widely publicised at the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In so it wasn't big. It wasn't like yeah, super huge, yeah, but it in was December big of enough. That year, 1953, Hunt told a, a journalist called Drew Pearson, who wrote like a gossip columnist in Washington, right? Hunt, yeah. Hunt told him that he would not stand for re-election if the opposition were to use his son's arrest against him, fearing that the publicity yeah. would have a negative impact on his wife's health. So there were threats of publicity from the Republicans, including a very specific threat to distribute in Wyoming. 25,000 leaflets about his son's arrest. 
Oh my why, god. Why the fuck? Why, why was that? Oh Despite god. all of this anyway. Oh my god, why the fuck? Leicester <laughs> didn't kowtow and he announced on April the 15th, 1954, that he would be a candidate for re-election. Okay. Nice. Okay. I'm, glad, I'm glad he's just like, fuck it, fuck you guys. Even though all this was happening, a poll was taken on April the 5th, 1954, which gave him 54.5% support. His nearest opponent had 19.3%. Holy shit, that's fucking amazing. And he's like, you know, I won't be fucking bullied out of this. Landslide. Landslide. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that poll was taken when he announced his he announced that he was going to run. He didn't. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's not the election result. The actual result. In result May 1954, mm-hmm. Lester was a a member of the Senate's like liberal bloc. Yeah. As a member of that, he proposed rules for Senate committees des- designed to eliminate, and this is this is important, and this mm-hmm. is where maybe it throws question into why he killed himself. Because oh. for now, maybe were you assuming it was because of his son's arrest? Mm-hmm. Possibly it wasn't. Maybe it was this. Uh, and this is also why we're talking about it in this series. Yeah. As a member of the Senate's Liberal Bloc in May 1954, Lester C. Hunt was the one who proposed rules for Senate committees designed to eliminate Senator Joseph McCarthy's tactics and uh-huh. Oh shit. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Now you now we're cooking with gas. It's like yeah, it's almost like when you turn the page and you're like, "Oh." Yeah. Shit. Oh. <laughs> the plot thickens. So let's talk a little bit about McCarthy. Yes, mm. yes, a little bit, because that is, that is, that's, that's fucking... Oh, this is rich. Yeah. Well, like... so, obviously, there's a, I mean, McCarthyism is named after him, right? Yeah. But let's, in broad strokes, he saw himself as the, the spearhead of the fight against communism. And mm-hmm. communism yep. was the greatest threat to the United States. Uh, yes. Uh, which is why people were blacklisted in Hollywood. So, like, Chaplin, mm. famously, was mm-hmm. exiled, uh, not allowed to come back. Back to, yeah. uh, back to America. Uh, and he lived in Switzerland, didn't he? There was the uh, Hollywood 10, which was uh, or the Hollywood blacklist, mm. where he was drawn up during the early years of the Cold War. Because, again, obviously, this is they thought the communists were the enemy. Yeah. Um, so anyone that was even like, it remotely... Just, it, it was anyone... It was stopping employment to entertainment industry people who were believed to be communists or communist sympathisers. Mm. Yes. And it wasn't just actors, it was musicians, it was directors, it was writers. Well, yeah, yeah Trumbo is about that. Yeah, he was definitely. Yeah, because he wrote Roman Holiday uh, and Spartacus, I believe. He did, oh, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, he and they won Best Screenplay Oscars and he couldn't receive them and he couldn't well, have his name on the script. Uh, That's fucked. Yeah, so he mm. wrote Spartacus and it was Kirk Douglas that publicly acknowledged yes that was it at the Oscars he said during his Oscar speech this mm. was written by Trumbo Trumbo well, Spartacus <laughs> came out in 1960 and yeah. that was when the blacklist lasted until so ah I, gotcha even I after the like... fall of McCarthyism the blacklist was still in place that's happening at the Oscars like um, <laughs> he goes up and people are just like Trumbo 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 <laughs> Trumbo and he's like Trumbo. okay it, it feels it like yeah, Trumbo and they go, leery yeah. 
Leary Brits are at the back of the Oscars. Trombo. 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 Hey, Trombo. Trombo. <laughs> and then they, and then so, like someone goes on to uh, try and give the next award. It's like John Wayne or someone has to yeah. go on to try and give the next award. And one more. Trombo. Trombo. <laughs> And then, and then it cuts to the audience and there's like a beach ball just bouncing around. Yeah, McCarthyism. It was, the, it was that, that belief. Mm. And the... Yeah. Uh, the, red, the reds are coming. They're under your bed. Yeah. 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 Obviously, J. Edgar Hoover was well behind it. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the hoofster. I don't like him. Nah. I got splashed in the nose by my fucking drink. I got betrayed by a tin cocktail. <laughs> After everything I did for you, Tanqueray. <laughs> so, all right. So this, he was against it. He's like, look, I think this whole McCarthyism thing is bullshit. It's a witch hunt. I don't like it. This yeah, is our man Lester. It. it was called, uh, yeah, so they were called the McCarthy witch hunts, weren't they? But I don't, were yes. they called it at the time? The witch hunts? I don't know, actually. I mean, it's it a good like, question. I feel like that's a... To be called witch hunts would imply that they're, they're the villains doing it. Yeah. Yes, I feel like that's a uh, retrospective name as opposed to a at the time thing. Like I, I feel like somebody has called it after the fact as opposed to being like, oh, let's call it this now because it's cool. Mm. <laughs> Maybe like one newspaper in like some you know in New York did it like at the time. <laughs> it's the most liberal place I could think of. <laughs> that, that might have. Yeah. <laughs> this is something that I didn't really know about McCarthy until today, mm. which is how young he was. Mm-hmm. I always assumed he was like in his like sixties. Yeah, if you take 50s. a look at his picture, you'd think that. But he didn't live to see his fifties. He died at forty-eight. Wow! All that hate yeah. ages you. Just eats you up inside. So, yeah, boy. He successfully ran for the U.S. Senate in nineteen forty-six, and then he had sort of like a few fairly anonymous years there. Yeah. But he rose to national fame in nineteen fifty when he made a speech asserting that he had a list of members of the Communist Party and members of Aspiring who were employed in the State Department. Right. After that, he made... I don't know whether or not he then became a grifter or whether he genuinely believed it, but he sort of like became... that. He was like, hey, that, that anti-communist speech, that really went down well. And yeah. then he made like more accusations of communist infiltration into the State Department, including the administration of Truman, the president. Oh, right. And into mm-hmm. the army as well. So that he, first list was that was that disproven or the first list that he had of like hey I know people or was that just that that just never got no one ever knew what what became of that uh, or should we save that for the actual time that we'd like delve deep into this fucking well this is our, no, this, the, the, this is our McCarthyism episode oh like, right okay let's do it was our way in basically. yes. Because uh, right. after this, McCarthyism sort of like dies out. This is why we're doing it now. Oh, right. I see. Well, you said that first list is it, it's the enemies within speech that he gave. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That speech. Uh, I've so heard like, put of him that on the speech, map. It's yeah. like Enoch Powell doing his rivers of blood. Yeah. And, and he right, says the yeah. State Department is infested with communists. I have here in my hand a mm. list of two hundred five. Uh, a list of names that were known that were made known to the Secretary of State as being members of the Communist Party. Two hundred five. Now, some apparently say he said 57 instead of 205, but maybe they're thinking of uh, varieties of Heinz. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, you know, when uh, when comics do that whole thing, they talk about like, oh, write a list and they go on stage and you pull out a piece of paper. The, the prop is the piece of paper. There's actually nothing on the piece of paper. Yeah. I feel like that's what he was doing. He's like, he comes backstage and people are like, that was fucking amazing. Oh my God. Can wow. I see the list? He's like, it's just blank paper, mate. It's fucking nothing on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, boy, I didn't even have to read out the wrong oh. two lines. 12 
We don't know. The list, the, the thing with well, that list says is... Well, he says here, okay, so yeah. in, a, in, a, in a telegram to President Truman, and when he entered the speech into the congressional record, the number used was 57. Right. But the origin of the number 205 is apparently that in later debates on the Senate floor, McCarthy referred back to a 1946 letter. And in that letter, apparently... He says it's... Secretary of State Burns, James Burns said that the State Department security investigations have resulted in recommendation against permanent employment for 284 people, and that 79 of those have been removed from their jobs, which left 205 still on the payroll. Maybe right. that's where 205 came from. Possibly, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, right. And because hell. his speech coincided with communism being a massive concern in the States, mm. yeah. which then was later exacerbated by the Soviet Union's actions in Eastern Europe, the mm -hmm. victory of the communists in the Chinese Civil War and the Soviets' development of a nuclear weapon the year before that. Yeah. And also by the contemporary controversy surrounding Alga Hiss. Do you know who he is? No, no Alga Hiss. I, I'm quite enjoying Great that name. name. Yeah. Alga Hiss. That's like Hiss. that guy in, um, in the Disney's Robin Hood. He's like, Hiss. That's the name <laughs> of the snake, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So Hiss. <laughs> It's it's funny that as you said like one nuclear weapon. It's like Russia had one nuke at that time, and now like there's oh, there's God. like hundreds of thousands. They got a barn full of them. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like oh no, it was one. They made one. Ooh. Yeah. But so Alger Hiss. Alger Hiss was an American government official, and in 1948 he was accused of spying for the Soviet Union in the 30s. Right. The statute of limitations had expired for espionage, but he was convicted of perjury in connection with the charge in 1950. Right. Okay. Before the trial, he was involved in the establishment of the United Nations. Oh. Mm. Well. And he maintained his innocence until his death in 1996. So there was that controversy going around. There was also the confession of a Soviet spy called Klaus Fuchs. Does <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, he? <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's a guy who's like on loads of credits for 90s video games called Fred Fox. <laughs> I bet he does. <laughs> Go for it, boys. Fred <laughs> Fox was a... <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he was a German theoretical physicist and huh? atomic spy. An atomic <laughs> yeah. spy? Yeah. yeah. That's why he fucks, mate. Yeah, because he's ah, an atomic... Yeah. You, you, you throw uh, that down at the, at the bar. atomic spy. Oof. That's the coolest job description That's I've ever heard. Yeah, you, and that guy fucked. Do you know what an atomic spy was? 
No. no. What was he looking at, like, going, oh, they've got this many fissions? They were stationed in the West, so they were stationed in the US, the UK, and Canada. And yeah. they were known to give illicitly given information about nuclear weapons to the Soviet Union during World War Two and the early Cold War. They're literally wow. those spies. So oh, this guy, shit. so Klaus Fuchs. is a panty dropper. That's what he is. He's, <laughs> he goes into a bar. He says, I'm an atomic spy. What's your name? Klaus Fuchs. And then the girl's like, yeah, all right, let's do and this. Like, <laughs> Klaus Fuchs. You can't just say Klaus. Klaus Fuchs. He Klaus Fuchs. supplied information from the Manhattan Project to the Shit, so he's the guy. He's like one of those spies, right? shit. Fuck, man. Oppenheimer fucks. (laughs) Oppenheimer fucks. (laughs) Him and Klaus hitting the pubs. Yeah. Let's go fuck. Because he was there to get the information to give back to the Soviet Union, he was uh, responsible for a lot of the significant theoretical calculations that related to the first nuclear weapons anyway. Shit. So he was actually, Shit. Yeah. Not just a spy, instrumental in the creation of him. Klaus fucks the world is his yeah, full to use his Thanks full a lot, Klaus. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. So because of all that, right, he confessed as well. So that was happening okay. at the time. Yeah. So obviously communism was this unseen menace. Mm-hmm. It got McCarthy a lot of attention. Yeah. It seemed like he sort of uh I was almost quite lucky that it sort of landed in his lap and he just sort of ran with it. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. There is something else as well I should point out, is that at the same time as this, like, the Red Scare. Yeah. Uh, he was also responsible for the Lavender Scare. Oh, shit, man. This is crazy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Suits, take the reins. Oh, okay. Oh, God, I don't know. Chris will know a lot more about this than me. Mm. The Lavender Scare was like this idea. It was part of the McCarthy witch hunts that they were like, oh, they're secretly Soviet spies and secretly homosexual. And they made it, and they called it the Lavender Scare, which is so fucking homophobic. But um, yeah, they made it this huge thing where they were like uncovering people. And sometimes it wasn't even true. Yeah. Going... This one's this one's a communist and um, they're also gay. Um, oh, wow. Okay, so the, what government would, officials? Yeah. Like it's fucking. Oh my god. Part of it as well was like suspected communist, mm. also suspected homosexual. Yeah, so it's like double trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, but but also like not even if they weren't a communist, they would just sort of like have that suspected of being a homosexual. Then they must yeah. be. So, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of film stars and people like they, that. They, they, yeah, so they thought that gay men and women were national security risks and communist sympathisers. Jesus and, yeah. Christ. The reason they thought they were national security risks is um, because they thought because their lifestyle was uh, frowned upon and uh, illicit, that they were uh, more susceptible to blackmail by foreign agents. Yeah. Uh, no, okay, look, if you want to keep secrets, you tell it to gay people, because they, they'll they be in the closet for years. They won't tell anybody. That's, <laughs> they're not going to tell a soul. They're not going to tell a soul. Those you know, are the, in the people, 50s. Yeah, higher, yeah, exactly. In the 50s? Come on. Those are your spies right, right. there. Don't, don't. My God. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, oh. So when he was like issuing these investigations into communism and mm. he began investigations into homosexuals working in the foreign policy bureaucracy mm. because they were considered prime blackmail candidates by the Soviet Union. That's Union, ridiculous. It saw his approval rating go through the roof. Shit. It's nuts, isn't it? Like yeah. people love this shit. 
because well, it, it isn't it is that is that like they almost sort of created and then fueled the fear themselves there was yeah. no and it was all very like think of the children think of yes, the children which we're time. seeing again now with transphobia being yeah. like the press just uh, is i think 90% of stories about trans women are from the point of view of they're scary and that was like gay people in the 80s and early 90s as well. Yeah, this which is just like yeah. in the 50s, it was gay people. And now it's trans people. It's like, no, no, it's still gay people like 30 in, years ago. Yeah, exactly. It was. Yeah. And beyond. <laughs> like, and it was super quick after this that McCarthyism became a term. Mm. Yes. That McCarthy then used himself. Oh, and he yeah. said McCarthyism is Americanism with its sleeves rolled up. Oh, you fucking twat. Uh, what a dildo. What a fucking, <laughs> yeah, that, what a fucking big boner. old boner. <laughs> you boner. Oh, my God. Oh, so pathetic. Yeah. With its sleeves rolled up. What a fucking bullshit thing to say. <laughs> it looked like it was unstoppable. Yeah, like, you know, they're just tearing people up and bringing people to trial and to go and like, right, you, 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 and stopping people working. So that's, that's pretty fucking, that's huge, though. Mm. Let's return to Leicester. Mm. So Leicester Sea Hunt. We've had, yeah, we've had a, we've had a Sea Hunt and a fucks. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> this filthy time. Leicester Sea Hunt was the one who proposed rules while he was under this cloud of his disgraced son. Yeah. He proposed rules that would uh, eliminate some of McCarthy's tactics. Great. After that, Styles Bridges, the Republican senator. Styles Bridges, what a fucking name. He reiterated the threat to publicise Buddy Hunt's soliciting of a, an undercover policeman. I take it back. Styles, Styles is a fucking asshole. Yeah. So he, he, <laughs> he, he again reiterated that he would publicise that to Wyoming's voters. Yeah. President at the time was Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. And he took a different tack from this because the, the the Eisenhower administration got involved and they offered Hunt a high paying position on the U.S. Tariff Commission if he agreed never to run for Senate again. Mm. Okay. okay. The Eisenhower administration were going to pay Lester C. Hunt off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tash money. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then Lester C. Hunt on June the eighth had a medical examination, and he changed his mind about running again. And he wrote to the chair of the Wyoming Democratic Party mm. and he cited health reasons as his concern, saying, I shall never again be a candidate in an elective office. Okay. But okay. he did not resign from the Senate. So either they got to him and this was an excuse. Yeah. Or it was a genuine reason. He had medical concerns and didn't want to run again. Right. But uh, 11 days after that, on June the 19th, he shot himself at his desk in his Senate office. A few hours later, at hospital, he died. He was 61 years old. Wow. The New yeah. York Times reported that he acted in apparent despondency over his health and he had left four sealed notes. Oh. Oh. One okay. day before he'd killed himself, McCarthy had accused an unnamed senator of plain wrongdoing. After Hunt's suicide, McCarthy's ally, Carl Munt. <laughs> C. Munt. C. Munt. <laughs> Oh, I've misspelled Ma. it. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Uh, Carl with a K, but never mind. That'd be terrible on the news now. It's like, do you remember when it was Jeremy Hunt? And oh, yeah. And just literally were going, Jeremy Cunt, sorry, Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you guys are doing on purpose. Carl Munt, uh, who was a, an ally of McCarthy in the Senate. Right. Uh, he denied that McCarthy was ever referring to Hunt, but a lot of people uh-huh. 
Yeah. So what was yeah. this wrongdoing then that McCarthy was insinuated? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. the what? days after Hunt killed himself, the journalist, remember the journalist who had that gossip columnist, Drew Pearson? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He published, Drew. He published his charges about how Republican senators had threatened Hunt. Oh. <gasps> oh, shit. Drew. Oh, Two shit. weeks ago, he went to the hospital for a physical check and announced he would not run again. It was no secret that he had been having kidney trouble for some time. But I'm sure that on top of this, Lester Hunt, a more, a more sensitive soul than his colleagues realised, yeah. could not bear the thought of having his son's misfortunes become the subject of whispers in his re-election campaign. Oh, right. gotcha. In private, he confirmed that Hunt had no serious health problems and wrote in his diary that, unfortunately, I'm afraid that the morals charge against his son and the experience Hunt suffered was the main factor. Fuck. Ooh. Okay. Oh, well, well, well. On July the 9th, Blick. Hey. Early Blick. 12 <laughs> he signed an affidavit exonerating Bridges and Welker of pressuring him. Do you remember? Do you remember they pressured him? Oh, yeah. yeah. But his decision to prosecute Buddy Hunt under circumstances which did not normally warrant prosecution remain unexplained. Because do you remember? Okay. They were normally the first offence. Yeah, they're like, oh, we'll just let it go. But because he was the son of a senator, they're like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's, twist, the, let's twist the vice. Let's close That's it. it. Yeah. His seat was won by uh, another Democrat. So that power balance never really tipped over. Yeah. Right. There is no doubt about it that he killed himself in his office, right? Yeah. Mm. The mystery is to maybe as to why. Yeah. And it does does tie into a McCarthyism, but also we're not, the story's not done yet. No. Oh. Hunt's suicide. Uh Uh-huh. The act of it dealt a very serious blow to McCarthy, McCarthy's image, and McCarthyism in general. Oh, ah, sweet. A nice one. It's a shame he had to die to do and it. And yeah. it was one of the factors yeah. that led to his censure by the Senate later in 1954. And after that, along along with something else as well, there was the Army McCarthy hearings. This okay, yeah, yeah. Those coinciding with Hunt's suicide saw the end of McCarthy. Okay. How long did it actually last, the the whole thing? How long was it actually? So McCarthy, he was elected to the Senate in 1946, but he didn't become prominent until 1950, I think that's when the that speech. The, the witch hunt speech would have, happened, would yeah. have started. Yeah, and then the oh, we're in '54 when Hunt kills himself, so that's a good four uh, years. He of... killed himself in 1954. Uh, McCarthy died in 1957, but he was ticked off. McCarthy was supremely reprimanded by the Senate in 1954 as well. Uh, oh, okay, and this was the start of the decline of it. Yeah, so. Um, 54 is it's a four years it's pretty that's fucking still a long time yeah and you think how fast like how how much people relied on basically newspapers and tv news there wasn't internet so if that was if those were the main stories people were seeing four years that's a long time to yeah yeah and do you so much paranoia then because suze you uh you went oh when i said about the army mccarthy hearings do you know about those yeah, a little bit, um, because I'm quite fascinated by Roy Cohn, mm. who um, was heavily involved in the McCarthy hearings as a very young lawyer. So Roy Cohn, like, 
go through from like the 50s to the 80s find dodgy people and they're generally linked to Roy Cohn in some way okay. Roy Cohn was at one time representing a young Donald Trump <laughs> oh, right. um, I think Roy Cohn has like there's grounds and I don't know how you I don't know how you how you we were talking about this before we recorded yesterday how do you say who's the most evil person who ever lived um but Roy Cohn though he he's not a murderer I think he's pure evil and I think he might have been one of the most evil people who ever lived so yeah um, I think I know what you're getting at it's like because he his belief system sides with the most evil people and he makes money out of it. it. And yeah, you're like, and oh, that's, so... that's pretty shitty, actually. That's... I've never really been able to get what drives Roy Cohn. So Roy Cohn was heavily involved in um, the uh, the Lavender Scare as well. Mm, yeah. So that was he was way behind that. Roy Cohn was a gay man. Um, oh. He... There's heavily... It's heavily rumoured that he was in love with the young Donald Trump. Um, but I doubt anything happened there. Well, but, he, yeah. um, he actually came to prominence because he was McCarthy's chief counsel during mm. these army McCarthy hearings. Yeah. They, they happened in 1954. They went from mm-hmm. April to June. Now, if you remember, obviously, Lester killed himself in June. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. this was running concurrently. Yeah. Um, they were a series of hearings held by the Senate's subcommittee on investigations to investigate conflicting accusations between the US Army and McCarthy. Mm. The army accused Roy Cohn of pressuring the army to give preferential treatment to a guy named G. David Shine. Oh, uh, who he was in love with. And he was the wealthy heir to a hotel chain fortune. And he was a former aide of McCarthy and he was a, Mm. yes, a a friend of Cohn's. Yeah. Mm. McCarthy. He he probably wasn't in a relationship with Cohn, um, but he... um, He definitely looked like all the men that Roy Cohn seemed to fall. Oh, yeah. He liked his, his tall, type. blonde, yeah. yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McCarthy countercharged that this accusation was made in bad faith and in retaliation for his recent aggressive investigations of suspected communists and security risks in the army. So McCarthy was saying, like, no, they're just saying this because I was investigating them for having communists. Did you? <laughs> this was all chaired by the senator Carl Munt. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, How could I forget? The hearings convened on March the 16th, 1954. They got a lot of press attention. Uh, and they, the live television coverage at the time on ABC. Oh. Uh, like one of the very few, I guess, like televised. Although I feel like televised court things have been like TV as soon style. as there was television, they televised courts stuff. <clears throat> as, People you are know. fascinated. It's like the original reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> Following a trial. Because the media coverage was so extensive. It contributed to McCarthy's decline in popularity and mm. his eventual censure by the Senate the following December. So, yeah, this and Lester's suicide. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it counts as part of... Yeah, it must do. Like, the the trial of the Rosenbergs, which is Roy Cohn's... That was early 50s, I would say, like, f- maybe 52, 51. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... Like Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were, they were just US citizens, and Roy Cohn was chief counsel and got them convicted of spying on behalf of the Soviet Union. Jesus. And he had, and they were executed. Fuck. Um, and like, there's no evidence to say that they were 
reporting to the KGB or anything like that. Um, Jesus. Yeah, so these two people were, this this older married couple were killed because of Voico. Fucking hell, man. There's also the fact that these accusations were were correct in that, yes, Cohn did take steps to get preferential treatment for Shine. Mm. Uh, at one point, he even forged McCarthy's name <gasps> without McCarthy's knowledge what? to get Shine to have access to the senator's baths, which is a pool and steam room reserved exclusively for senators. <laughs> oh, I see. It's so weird. Oh. It's so Roman, isn't it? Yeah. But not just this as well, because, like, yeah, uh, Cohn was gay. Yeah. Cohn and Shine were close, so yeah. there's some... That maybe they there's lots of rumors yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah but there's also the some people also think that uh, mccarthy was listed ah. ah well there's something like why would you be so vehement yeah you must right. get rid must get rid there must surely surely i mean Roy, Even... Roy Cohn was still denying he was gay when he died in the mid 80s and he spent the last year. I mean, he died of AIDS, and he spent the last years of his life. He didn't have HIV. Yeah, he went oh around God. saying it's liver cancer. It's liver cancer. Yeah, and um, he was he was willfully infecting young men. Oh shit! He would sort of make his companions, and yeah, Roy Cohn. It's like this damaged, twisted individual who did nothing but bad his whole yeah. life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've only really scratched the surface on the awful things he did as well. So what? Yeah. <laughs> One of them was. So, okay, he died in 1986. He was 59 years old. Yeah. And that same year, five weeks before his death, actually, he was Mm -hmm. disbarred. Yes. Do you know why? Because he attempted to defraud a dying client by forcing that client, forcing that client to sign a new will, leaving him his fortune. What? And then Roy Cohn knew he was dying. This, okay, yeah, I see what you mean, Sue. It's like, this guy is a real piece of shit. He, it, I, I don't really know what he was getting off on. It's like, you can tell Jeff Bezos gets off on making the most money. Yeah. You can tell someone like Putin gets off on wanting absolute power. I don't know what Roy Cohn really got I think it's off just, it, I don't know, maybe incurring suffering, probably. Yeah, That's I probably what it is. I think it's literally he just, that, yeah. He just likes to make people suffer. Yeah. He got the Rosenbergs uh, executed. Yeah. Like, and they... it, it, like, it's widely known they shouldn't have been. Like, yeah. I mean, no one should be executed, but it's kind of well, like... Well, yeah, nobody should be executed. people were basically framed. They had, they had some links, but there was nothing to suggest they were terrible criminals. So, yeah. They were spies. Yeah, yeah, they were spies. But, like, these people... Right, Roy Cohn made it his mission to get them killed. Yeah, to it's get them. really yeah. fucked. They were the get first them. American civilians to be executed for those charges. Ah, oh, is that it? And right. The res- and the first to receive that particular penalty during peacetime. Wow. And I think Roy Cohn at this point was in his mi- early to mid-twenties. So that's Whoa. like a young, a like young guy. Fresh going, out of law I want school. This. I want this, yeah. Fresh out of law school and he's like, right, death penalty. Like straight from yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah. And it put him on the map, man. I mean, there's a documentary called Where's My Roy Cohn? Because anyone who was like seedy and part of the underworld went, get me Roy Cohn, he'll do anything. That, yeah. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll go any yeah. direction. He wasn't just Trump's lawyer. He was also Trump's mentor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fucked, isn't it? And um, Masood, look up a picture of Roy Cohn. Okay. Like this guy. You ain't guy, gonna. You ain't no, gonna. No, this is the thing. I feel. I feel like, like, oh yeah, this isn't like that. Um, 
Roy Cohn, even in his early 20s, looked like he was a thousand-year-old ghoul. Oh, Roy Cohn, here we go. C-O-H-N. Yeah, that's it. Here we go. Roy Cohn, images. Oh, yuck. That Whoa. guy's terrifying, isn't he? Yeah. There's like His eyes are just like um, black holes that go on forever. It's he terrifying. looks like... There's a picture here where he looks like... Um, he looks a bit like a zombie, like as in yeah. like they've a made up zombie for a film, like they've been like. Oh, yeah, okay, there is. There yeah, he's and there's like. Yeah, he looks like the portrait of Dorian Gray. <laughs> he is dreadful. Oh, him yeah. and young Trump. It's like he looks like. Yeah. Oh God, really weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also um, he was apparently involved in the construction of Trump Tower. He yeah. Uh, he also represented Rupert Murdoch. Oh Jesus! Yes. Yeah, um, it's like a who's who of pricks. And he uh, repeatedly pressured Reagan, who was president, yeah. to further Murdoch's interests. Mm. And he is the man that made the introduction between Trump and Murdoch. Oh, God. Oh, Thanks, Roy Cohn. He's the, he's the bridge. Was hanging out within his presidency, like Roger Stone was. Um, oh, Roger Stone! I think is... he was mentored by Roy Cohn as well. Yeah, Roger Stone is such a piece of shit. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Roger Stone, uh, there's a quote here from him. Oh. Uh, I love the guy. <laughs> uh, according to Roger Stone, Cohn's absolute goal was to die completely broken, owing millions to the IRS. He succeeded <laughs> in that. Okay. <laughs> because when he died, the IRS took everything he had. Mm. except for there's one thing that they did not take and it was a pair of diamond cufflinks given to him by guess who oh. uh mccarthy trump trump oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh fuck okay oh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> jesus christ oh joy yeah yeah roger stone is somebody who i watched that documentary and he wound me up so much and then i'm like you know what? he's, to... he's so annoying yeah i'm like i need to stop thinking about this man because i'm getting angry <laughs> Just walking down the street thinking about Roger Stone, like, ah, why, why am I doing this? Fuck's sake. Yeah, why am I doing this to myself? He's got a big old tattoo of Nixon on his, like, shoulder blade or something. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's so weird, yeah. And he's just, like, quite, he's just gross. He's a gross man. He's, <laughs> he's disgusting. Yeah. Like, even just thinking about him now, I'm thinking about, like, when he poses shirtless in the documentary, and he's like, yeah, look at me, and he's doing his weights. Yeah. Like, yeah so I don't want to, I don't want to think about how vain you are yeah i hate how vain this corrupt piece of shit is and yeah. i feel like this is this is cohen through and through as well like cohen is this yeah. kind of like he's like yeah he's like oh yeah let them think i'm a piece of shit i don't care they're weak it's like yeah but you're also lying to yourself and you're yeah. just a piece of shit <laughs> so. and i bet he died the only thing i can take away from roy cohen is i bet he died terrified and alone mm. yes yes um, but with his cufflinks I but, but with, with those, those diamond, yeah, like he was just like fondling them as he's done. Yeah. Like. That's the story of uh, Lester C. Hunt, the fall of McCarthyism, mid fifties mm. America. We're what right in it. We're time. right in it. This is like because this is like the Cold this is War like still, yeah. one part of the fucking iceberg that is the Cold War. It's like this is like just like a tiny chunk of the top part. 
that's like but it's like top and then part of the underneath like we're looking at one, yeah like one bit that's like slightly submerged <laughs> it's fucking nuts thanks chris that was fucking awesome that was really yeah good. yeah a good overview yeah so before we move on do you yeah. think lester killed himself because of the medical trouble that he's supposedly mm. had because of the disgrace uh, of his son and that, that it might be used against him or because of pressure from McCarthy and Republican senators? I think a combination. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, it I feel must like have it been was, weighing so three, heavy because yeah. imagine, like, it, 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 you have to be in a, such a state of emotional turmoil to consider suicide. Mm. His mind must have just been fried. Yeah. I reckon, yeah, definitely a, com- a combination of the three, I'd say. To, uh, yeah, well, thank you so much, Chris. That was a real good, real good story, real good tale. Real good stuff. Uh, you know where to find us. We're bloody, we're only, blo- we're only bloody on the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Mystery on the Rocks. You can find us there. Join up. You can get all some sweet, sweet swag. Get yourself a little little T-shirt, a little hoodie. Get yourself a little, little poster, a little mug. They're not all little. I'm saying little. Some, of, like them a, huge. some of them the are huge. The mug massive. is as big as your head. <laughs> Hard to lift when it's got tears. <laughs> At least use both hands. Um, <laughs> not only you get some sweet swag, but you get some awesome uh, content that you wouldn't get just listening to the podcast on whatever your podcasting uh, medium is. You get all sort of extra shows, uh, stuff before the regular schmucks get it. So join up, you get all that sweet stuff. Jump on our Twitter and Instagram, Mr. On the Rocks, at Mr. On the Rocks, but ROX. You can also email us, be like, hey guys, uh, mysteryontherocks at gmail.com and be like, hey guys, um, Masood sounded very excited giving all of that information at the end. Is he drunk? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> we will be here next week, but not, uh, not, not properly. Not, not in a capacity you're used to. Usually used to. Uh, this week, because of... <gasps> We're going to be g g g Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, due to life reasons, there won't be a full episode next week. So instead, we're going to give you a taste of what you can get on our Patreon. Not the Damn. full thing. Yeah. Not for right, free. Don't be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but like you get a taste of what to expect on there. And then maybe if you want more of it, you sign up to our Patreon. Exactly. Um, sign up, baby. Why not? And then normal like, yeah. business will be resumed the following week. Absolutely. You'll hear our glorious voices in their tinny forms <laughs> next, <laughs> next week. Thank you so much yes. for listening, guys. And bu-bu-bu-bu-berry. infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing so we made byheart a better formula for formula learn more at byheart.com